Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate So much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hey, peaches. Hi, peaches. Welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches. The podcast. Yeah, we are, um, we're a year old. I know. Officially. This is the first episode post-birthday. Yeah. And, or post-anniversary. I think post there's... Yeah, there was a little bit of... There's a little bit of a marketing problem yeah. on our part. We Everyone, apologize for anyone who thought it was our, our actual personal birthdays. We do understand that we posted a video that said it's our birthday with the both of us on it. Yeah. So. It's the podcast's yeah. birthday. Yeah. It's um, like a collective yours and our birthday. As a collective peach unit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however... We will take note and make corrections to that later. And next year, we'll do it a little differently. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, but we're super excited about this milestone in the Peach and the Let's Talk Peaches sort of journey, journey. community. We think back to where we started versus where we are now, and we've grown so much, so it just makes us that much more excited for what the future has to hold. But I hope y'all got in there and participated in the giveaway and whoever won congratulations yeah and go out there and live your dream live your dream and if you saw the giveaway you saw the stickers and the t-shirt and you're like oh my god i want want some of that feel free feel free to head over to the let's talk peaches website www.letstalkpeaches.com and get yourself some merch yeah it's all online yeah all live ready and Ready for ready you. For, ready for you to, to grab take it. what you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's we're only doing it until the supply we have runs yeah, out. So it's, it's kind sort of, of a, limited time. Yeah, and we have we don't have that many. Yeah, so, so if you get in you, there, if you want to get, get in there. But yeah, so wanted to give space for our that anniversary talk, birth birthday slash anniversary talk in this uh, intro here. But we'll move on to we'll move on to this episode. Yeah, which we're talking about self love with. Yeah. With Ashley Nell Tipton. Mm-hmm. Um, we're super excited. It was a lovely conversation. Super fun. She's so, like, first of all, first of all, I have to, her first voice. Of all, first of all, first of all. Her voice. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. ASMR to the max. Yeah. You know, she just has a beautiful speaking voice. Yeah. And you just, just, I just melt listening yeah, to her. 100%. So good. But she recently started this YouTube channel and... It's all about self-love and her journey, as well as um, she she speaks with her, uh, I think it's her manager. She speaks, mm-hmm. We talk about it in the actual episode, but yeah. she has a beautiful journey with yeah. self-love. And I, I don't think it, you know, doesn't and, take a rocket scientist to figure out why this is a topic for us on, yeah. in the peach world. It's really important to have that confidence, build that relationship with yourself, treat yourself well, think of yourself nicely, be gentle with yourself yeah. um, in order to set yourself up for all of the successes that you are going to have and Absolutely. are in front of you yes. and appreciate the ones that are in front of you. So we talk all about it and I'm, we're excited to share with y'all. So we'll hop right in. I think we'll just dive right in. We'll dive right in. BRB peaches. All 
bright peaches. We have Ashley with us. Hi, Ashley. Hi. <laughs> Ashley, I really love your background. And I feel like you've got some animal prints happening and the leafy greens happening. Yes. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I see a diffuser, some diffuser things happening. I don't think so, Nicole. No? I think that's, I think that's like her energy. Oh. <laughs> What's a diffuser? What is that? Like essential oils? (laughs) Like the essential oil. Yeah, there's a humidifier here. There's essential oil. Mm -hmm. Like this house Mm -hmm. is such a vibe. There's plants everywhere. I have a mat outside my front door that says there's a jungle in here before you like just to let you know before you walk into this house, there's a jungle (laughs) inside. Oh, love it. Yeah, I just love plants and my house is a collective. Like, there's just so many things that's just, it makes it me. Yeah. Yeah. And plants make people happy, so. Oh, my gosh. I have been tapping into it for the past maybe two years before COVID happened, and then COVID just made the obsession grow. Yeah, because I was at home, and I could take care of them, and they were making me so happy to see what they bloom into, and then they made me realize that I am a houseplant, and I have to take care of myself no matter if I'm inside this house. And yes, um, I love it. So now I have a little plant shop that <laughs> I own and it's right down the street. No way, and, really? Uh, I sell plants. Oh I sell all house plants. Yes. That's amazing. You're so cool. <laughs> you have so many things happening. <laughs> You're so cool. Not that you have to be super busy to be cool, but that's you have so many no. <laughs> amazing little things happening. So we're super, super duper excited to talk with Ashley today about self-love. She has a very just like super interesting story yeah. and journey up until this point which we would you know love to kind of for anyone that hasn't seen the show project runway that's not a fan of the show yet or actually i don't know i feel like a little controversial towards like that show yeah now. i feel a little weird about it now yeah but also i think it's funny ashley is a neighbor of one of our Lindsay and myself like really good friends he was actually on the podcast Troy really early on early on and I don't I don't remember like that like how long ago but I think he was you were on his story or he posted a picture with you whatever and I was creeping and then I was was like creeping oh my gosh like this she my best Troy who is she like she was blowing up I was like (laughs) your neighbor's real cool and then I was like wait a minute I was like, wait a minute, did she win Project Runway? Wait, wait a minute, Troy, details. I was like a little... You never said anything. He never said anything. <laughs> no, that's so Troy. We'd love to have you, Ashley, tell us a little bit about your story, who you are, what you do, just like a little basic, a little basic. And then, and then your journey into now you have a YouTube channel dedicated to self-love. So we'd love to hear you just talk to our listeners a little bit about, you know, your journey and how you kind of gotten to where you are right now so like you said I won project runway but I am a plus size woman I'm 29 years old from San Diego California I have always been passionate about clothing and the way that it's made and fashion and what's happening and what's not happening I always I felt like I was on the different side of the fashion where Mm -hmm. my body wasn't accepted in the fashion industry. I didn't see a lot of representation of my body on television, 
in magazines and just in clothing stores in general. And so I always felt like that was weird. And why don't we have clothing for plus size women? Why am I 14 years old, 15 years old shopping in older women's clothing Mm -hmm. and not feeling like I'm wearing stylish clothing. I always felt like I was wearing clothing that was much older than me. And it always went back to like my mother dressing me because she was ashamed of me being Mm -hmm. a bigger kid. Yeah. So I was always put in this little category of not feeling like I could be myself in my clothing. And I was always a creative kid. My grandma taught me how to sew when I was seven years old. She would teach me how to paint, how to crochet, anything creative with my hands. And being dyslexic, I needed that type of creativity because I didn't know how to express myself. And when I was in high school, I I really found my love and passion of fashion, like wanting to be in the fashion world, because I, I'm like looking through 16, uh, what is it, uh, 17 magazine mm-hmm. or 16 magazine? Yeah, 17. And like Teen Vogue mm-hmm. and all those. And seeing how my mom and my sister would dress, I would admire how they would carry themselves as women. And I wanted that so much that by the time I was in high school, working at a clothing store and finding myself wanting to to sew, to pick up the sewing machine and start putting fabric and making things for myself. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was 17, a senior in high school, I created my first collection for my first clothing line. And I used all my friends as my models. And I love that feeling of being able to create for all sizes that it made me want to go to school for Mm -hmm. it. And I decided to start my career there in fashion design. And it led me all the way to starting my own business immediately after I graduated and making a name for myself in the plus size industry because I was really, there was no plus size indie designers really happening back in 2009. And there was a small community of plus size women from all around the world who would come together once a year in New York City for an event called Full Figure Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I presented myself at the age of 20. I got to present my first plus-size collection to the community. And um, two years after that, I decided to apply for Project Runway Mm -hmm. and took that leap of faith. And I made it on the show. And won the show. Um, That was such an amazing experience, but such a hard experience to go through it and not be confident in yourself as a creator, as a person, just all around. And I think what kept me going in that whole show was just being able to have the drive of something, wanting something so bad and not giving up on it. I would love to know how because it feels like you took a little bit of a gap from after you won you took like a little bit of a a gap from 
fashion and design and like did a lot of work on yourself or like yeah and like you just said it was not having the confidence when you were winning or in it and stuff like that so I'd love to hear a little bit about that so just going through the whole experience of Project Runway and my take was just I need to be here I need to I need to win I need something great to come out of this Mm. and putting everything on the line Hold on, sorry. I see puppy chewing on something. And <laughs> oh it's Our not dog good. is doing something weird too. Maybe it's the super moon that's happening or the blood, whatever. <laughs> puppy is is teething. Yeah. So he wants to chew on everything. So everything that happened with me on Project Runway and not being this confident person, but taking this lead role of being a hero to people, an icon, an inspiration. I was taking this lead role and I didn't know how to do anything with that. I didn't know what to do with that. I, I, I never saw any representation of a person like me. And all I could feel was, I feel like I'm just being stretched as a person. I feel like I'm being needed, over needed that I don't know how to take care of myself. I felt like I was drowning in in my body just in in all this excitement of finally doing something that I absolutely love excited that I have everything that I've ever wanted mm. but I tend to wake up in the morning feeling like I don't know what I'm living for besides my work yeah mm-hmm. like not being aligned with like a purpose or like a higher a higher meaning or something yeah, I just felt so lost on the weekends. I felt so drained. I felt like I'd given everybody everything they wanted, but they still were unhappy and I was unhappy. And it just got so draining to the point where Andrew, my manager, saw how unhappy I was. And he was like, girl, you're having another moment. Like, you're breaking the internet or you're doing this or you just got this deal. Like you're not happy. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm numb. Like I I don't know how to feel because I'm so drained. And that's what really led me to wanting to changing my lifestyle and Mm. the way that I, I think about things, the way my mind is programmed. And uh, my manager, Andrew really, really helped me realize that I needed to forget everything that I learned about how to live my life and reprogram myself because obviously the way that I was programmed before had led me this far and I needed to change something about it because it wasn't going to get me. It got me this far in life for a reason Mm -hmm. that I needed to figure something else to make me happy. And yeah, It all started with my weight and I decided to change my lifestyle and choose a better way to become healthier and to lose this weight that I had been carrying for so long that I no longer wanted to carry anymore. I no longer felt like it served as purpose in my life anymore. And when I decided to do that, my community was not accepting of it. My community mm-hmm. was very unhappy. My community felt like I betrayed them. And it wasn't that. They just didn't understand what was going on in in Ashley's world because I had been putting a happy face on. 
I had been putting a, a smile and saying everything was okay when it wasn't okay because I didn't feel like I could express myself at that time. Like I, I would express myself at that time and tell people it's my body, it's my business, but no one got that. No one understood that. <clears throat> so I had the hardest time just dealing with my happiness, even though I was on the journey of a better health, like a better healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I feel like you have just this constant noise of life kind of bombarding you even, you know, on Project Runway, after Project Runway, and right after Project Running, and then even more so when you make this life decision for yourself, because you say this is this is what I need to do for my mental health, for my health in general, right or whatever, just to just yeah. to do and you have so much noise of of other people to to deal with I think it's like that's it's hard when you're when you're kind of you're more of a public figure and you have yeah. all of these the weight of the weight, the weight of, of your, all of these other people of your to think about community yeah it, it was so hard because I'm living in a world of social media at yeah it. I, I never knew what an influencer was until I joined the world of the influencers. It was bloggers for me. And then it just immediately changed right after I got back home from the show. And I was like, what? I'm an influencer wow. now? <laughs> I'm a celebrity? No, I'm just Ashley. Yeah. I'm just mm -hmm. Ashley, a plus size designer, a creative, a human. And I had such a hard time understanding my identity and like feeling that I had to put on all these different hats. Uh, it was just so mentally exhausting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I didn't know how to turn it off sometimes at night. And I would lean on eating and smoking cannabis weed, if we can say that, all yeah, the time. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and it just led to like shopping addictions and little things here and there that I was just like, what am I doing with my life? So I really had to like learn how to fix it and just how to make Ashley happy and it's not something that happened overnight I had to go through you know a relationship I had to go through the whole pa we had to go through a whole pandemic mm -hmm. for me to finally say right now that I am in a happy place and I know that I have so many things that I want to do and that I want to work on, but to give myself that patience to be able to grasp everything that I want to do. And I know I kind of jumped around, but just, just expressing how I've gone through all these things in my life, I really felt like I had to really help myself understand who I am and be confident and love myself and know how to take care of myself and accept myself who I am. It wasn't until I started filming my Love You show, which has been a show that I, me and my manager, Andrew, and my mentor have wanted to create since we've met. Since yeah. I told him I wanted to change my life, the things that he was teaching me, I wanted to share with everybody but I needed to fully understand it before anyone could could hear it from me or just totally I needed to experience it and I never said anything to anybody about the work that I was doing and all they could see is that Ashley's losing weight and it and they could see that I, I was happy 
but there was so much more that was going on. And um, so during the pandemic, we switched our business. We stopped making clothing to making masks for everyone Mm -hmm. around the world. And during that time, we were making enough money to be able to support us taking time away from the business to Mm. focus on this show that I've always wanted to do. And it needed to take the resources of like, I have the, me and my manager have the material of what we want to say, but we don't know how to get that to Mm. you on screen. Mm -hmm. So we were able to find amazing videographer who, who just accepts me and my manager for who we are and how crazy and creative we are He's the business part of this, and he is the person who can really break things down for me, critical to think about, and I'm the creative person. And so with us, we just created this show called Love You, and it's telling yourself you love you. You're not saying I love you to somebody. It's really saying it to yourself and owning it and looking in the mirror and saying, I love you and meaning it. Yeah. Because I don't think we tell ourselves enough. And what does I, what does love you to you mean? To me, it means taking the time that I need to give my body, my mind, my soul, what it needs to get through every day. Because if I can't give that to my body, then how am I expecting my mind and body to achieve the things that I want it to do? And so really taking care of myself before I could change anything about myself was what I really worked on during us filming this show. Like I thought I knew everything and I thought I was happy because I was in a relationship and everything. And it wasn't until me reworking or teaching my viewers everything that I've learned and how I've applied these skills to my life to make it better that it made me realize that I wasn't happy again and that I was in this relationship that was just draining me and I was holding on for no reason I was holding on because I was in love with someone that I knew that I was not compatible with but Mm -hmm. I thought over time it could change Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was so deeply in love with this person. I thought I was going to get married to this person, but I was like, wait, I feel like I deserve more though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as I'm doing this show, I feel like I deserve so much more, but how do I express uh-huh. this to a person who doesn't really think that they're giving me 110%, but I don't feel like they are. I was right. like, right. there's some right. miscommunication, Maybe we're just not compatible because I know it's easy to love, so easy to love, but it's hard to find compatibility. So going through that whole show, I realized some things, had a conversation with my partner at that time, and things just didn't end up working now that I really just had to pull the trigger and was just like, I'm done. I can't do this. I don't trust you. I'm over it. And then the real work came in the and the and the and began in the in the love you show where I really got vulnerable with everybody and I shared a lot of things that I never thought I would share or my viewers just were very shocked and appreciated that I shared something that was so vulnerable and so close to them and to me I just kept telling myself this is scary 
to be talking about my relationship so openly about it, but I know that this is going to be useful for for people. So that's what motivated me to continue. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think everything that you just, so much of what you just said will resonate. I know it resonated with me and it will resonate with so many of our listeners. And one of the themes that I am hearing is that you started to choose yourself first. And what do I want? What do I deserve? I hear all of this noise. I hear all of this criticism. Everybody's unhappy about me choosing to do this, go down this path, go down this path with my health journey. And I feel like that's something that we've been doing a lot of recently. I just like, I don't want to, I don't want to eat the pizza anymore. Like, I just want to put healthy things in my body and I want to feel good in my body. And so, and we've recently that. That gone. is different for everyone. It's different for everybody. Everyone. We don't have the weight of social media hating on us <laughs> along the way. And then even in your relationship, it's like, I love you. You're not an evil person, but I'm not getting what I need out of this. And because of that, it's hurting me. So do I Do I stay in this relationship? Like you said, it's easy to love, especially like you fell in love. Nothing's necessarily going horribly wrong but it's just like draining you it's not filling your cup up if you will it's not pushing you forward and you know you have so much to give to yourself to the world and to others and your partner like your relationship your significant other the person that's supposed to that's going to be next to you really like you need to be filling them up and they need to be filling you up and that it's a reflection right exactly and so if that's not doing you service if that's not doing you justice then that's like and it's but it's hard to choose yourself i think right yeah yeah i think something that i mean it all it all starts with you if you are not happy if you are not in a good spot nothing else matters and this is something that has come up and i think in a couple episodes that we've done that the most important thing that you have and the most sacred thing that you have is yourself your perspective your, your happiness mind body and soul you know and yeah. Those are those are the things that you need to focus on first and then you can give back to the world and be the best human being that you can be. I also think that you can enjoy the outside things more yeah. when you are in a state of like totally equilibrium Absolutely. or whatever. Like yeah. if I'm if I if my body feels good health-wise, if I have energy, if I'm happy, all of those things, then I can enjoy, I can be present mm. for and enjoy the, the extra materialistic things, even yeah. like your business or whatever. Like you can enjoy those things more or even your relationship yeah. with someone. You can enjoy that more when you're, when you're, when you're when taken you care of. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was all resonating. Yeah. And like the show in the show like expresses all that because our show we started filming it in July of last year and we have not stopped we have not stopped filming it since then we have a consistent episode every Friday so that just said like when I was going through this breakup the show wasn't even aired or we should didn't put put it on YouTube yet. So I was filming this and going through all these feelings and week by week, my manager's like, okay, I can't talk to you until we film this YouTube show. I'm sorry, Ashley. Like, I know you, you want to talk to me, but save it. Like, let's save all the emotions. And 
I did. And that was one of the hardest things was to save all the emotions after a breakup and feel everything. And it was a lot of weight. So being able to hold that and talk about it, like have a true therapy session with my manager on YouTube, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really just allowed me to have the authentic be authentic and be vulnerable at this place and know that it's going to help somebody. And you guys get to see what I do by myself to try to get through this breakup. Because mm-hmm. it's not just the breakup. It's about me getting back to what makes Ashley happy and taking care of these other things that I had neglected and a part of it was my weight and my health and, and and enjoying this new journey with being being a dog mother being a plant mother like there, i just saw that i had started changing myself to mold myself into this person that i wanted my partner to love that i lost myself i lost my happiness and it just made me realize it and i got to share it all on this youtube this YouTube show and after we aired it it just it made me feel so happy to be able to to be okay with sharing everything Mm -hmm. and not being afraid of people judging me because it's gonna happen I just don't care their opinion is none of my business and that is Mm. so beautiful when you understand that yeah. When you understand that whole thing, like their opinion is none of my business. Like it's very they're liberating. None of my business. It is. <laughs> when I realized that, my my there was so much space in my mind for other things that my manager now sees who I am and is so surprised that I handle things so differently than when I once did before because I no longer care anymore. And when you no longer care, you realize how much you made that a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't sign up for that job, but we no. we did. We we made ourselves did because the way we live in this social media world, we have to care because it's in our face. It's so easy to look at it, look at it on our phone and yeah, like that was just a whole nother part of why I felt like we needed this show, the Love You show, and why I didn't really care how people took Andrew as a gay male, a gay white male, and me being a fat female Hispanic. I wanted people to see it from a, a gay point of view, a male point of view. I wanted people to see it in a skinny point of view how he has his own insecurities. I have my own insecurities, but those are just our own securities and nobody has to know about them. And it doesn't make us lesser than anyone else. And that's the thing that we have to continue to remind ourselves that nothing is wrong with us. Just because there's something that we want to fix about ourselves doesn't make us less. If I wanted to lose weight, it wasn't because... I thought I was ugly or I thought I was disgusting. I was just tired of holding on to this weight and I wanted to be able to do so much other things in my life that I felt like it was holding me back. And it and I wasn't telling people to go and lose weight. 
I was just telling people, do what makes you happy, do what makes you feel good, and stop caring about what other people think because you don't realize it that you're trying to please people each and every day through your social media and we're basing everything off of the likes and the comments and if we're not getting pleased the way that we want to it reflects us and how it makes us feel and we think something's wrong with us and we think we need to change it and it's this like ugly cycle that we do to ourselves in our minds every day that I got tired of that yeah I think it's a really liberating thought to just like be who you want to be. And I also I love what you're saying about we all experience some sort of pain, some sort of judgment. We'll all have that. We're all human. We're all human, no matter what you look like, no matter who you love or who you're attracted to, no matter doesn't matter. It's not about whose pain is bigger all of the time. It's just about we all have our own human experience and just because it's different doesn't make it less important and just it doesn't mean you can't take time to be the best version of yourself whatever that means for you yeah i'd love to note is there a little tip or something that you did uh, to what, what worked best for for you well to, well to to actually internalize understand take it in that their opinions are not my business what <laughs> what made that like cuz you can say it and you can want to internalize it but it's hard it's different to be like i know it's not my business but i care what like what helped you actually get that release yeah Yeah. i think it was not caring trying not to care because i care so much about what people thought of me and it's easy okay it's easy to go to that place in your head because it's so comforting it's so comforting and when you realize what you're doing to yourself, it is you're self-sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not fun. And you continue to get the same results because you do the same thing in your head. It's like this continuous cycle. Like you have to change the pattern of how you think about things. And it's all about practicing, practicing, practicing. And this isn't something that happened overnight. I started learning practicing all this work about self-love, self-acceptance, and self-care, I want to say early 2016. There's an author called Robert Fritz, who is an amazing, an amazing critical thinker. I don't know Mm. how to describe him. He's an author, Mm. and I actually took a seminar with him back in 2016 for identity, um, because I had an identity issue. And I think a lot of us have identity issues and it's okay because we get lost in trying to mold ourselves into into these things that are non-existing it's just in our heads you know Mm -hmm. Mm yeah so when I started learning all that it just it didn't resonate with me and I think it was until I started really really practicing it in my life I mean, the first thing I started doing was, you know, really analyzing the way that I thought about certain things and why I thought of it and where Mm -hmm. that opinion came from and reminding myself that that's their opinion. It's 
it's not right or wrong. It's yeah. their opinion and I shouldn't mm. care. I should only care what matters to me. And if I like something, I don't have to have a reason why I like it. I like it because I like it. And it, it just, it made me realize that I made my life more complicated than it should be because I was programmed so different. I was programmed to live a certain way. For instance, being raised in a multicultural home in a white, my father is white, my mother is Mexican, my mother is very dominant, <laughs> hardworking woman. You have to feed your family, feed your husband, take care of him, work, do mm. all these things. Mm-hmm. But she never took care of herself. Mm-hmm. Never took care of mm-hmm. herself. And so I never learned to take care of myself. I always learned to take care of others. Because if everyone else is happy, then I'm happy. And right, anything else right. that I'm experiencing out of wow. that, it, it's just my head, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's not how I should live life. But that's what I'm being told to live my life as. So when I started realizing that the way that I was programmed is not my fault, but I could change it, that I have the choice to change it, I think that just having that mindset was just so powerful to know that I have the choice to change. I have the choice to do this. I have the choice to not do this. Just because my mother told me that I should and that I need to and that you're going to like all these things. I was like, no, that's that's not me. Yeah, I think that as we become adults, right, (laughs) something we question a lot is our upbringing and, you know, a lot of the times, more often than not, kids look up to their parents. And as we mm-hmm. become adults, mm-hmm. we start questioning, is yeah, that, yeah, do yeah. I agree mm-hmm. with with that? And that's something that I'm going through currently. It's just que- questioning a lot of things. Because, which is a good thing. Which is a good, thing. A good and, thing. And it's totally okay to disagree and, yep. you know, with anybody and especially your pa- and your parents. We've always been taught to respect our elders, that our elders are right. Our parents are right. They know because they've experienced all these things. But we're not here to live through their experience. Their fears are not our fears. And when I realized that I carried so many of my mother and father's fears, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to become them if I continue living this cycle. Like, I need to break this cycle. Mm-hmm. 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 Love my parents so much. But yeah. I don't think I would I, I wouldn't want really either of their lives. But that's. But, and that's because me. because you're, you're I'm a different, whole different, you're human, a different being, human being. And I'm also like growing up in a different time right like I think we're our world is different than yeah what their world was but I kind of when they were our parents right before I want to kind of go back for a second because you said so many amazing nuggets (laughs) I took some notes (laughs) but I I think I saw that she was like jotting down (laughs) yeah the whole table was was shaking (laughs) yeah um the well the first thing you said was like you went back and you got knowledge like you took a seminar with this critical thinker like all of this good stuff and I feel like I did the same thing with Brene Brown I didn't take a seminar with her but um she's I don't know if you know her but she's an also an amazing critical thinker she researches a lot about shame and vulnerability and I took a lot of like existentialism classes in college so I think having that critical thinking asking why where is this thought coming from how do humans work like we're very how do our minds programmed yeah exactly we're very like 
that's what I see, see one, do one. And now I'm going to teach, you know, all of that stuff. So we're, we're very, we're very like osmosis. And then you go in, then you went into, yeah. And that's how my mom, and then my mom was a super hardworking, like if I, if everybody else is happy, I'm happy. I feel like our mom very similarly she's like she's a caretaker she's a caretaker of everyone else but herself she will put everyone else before her and I think when I was growing up I was like she's so selfless how amazing that's like so beautiful all of these things and like to a certain extent that's true to a certain extent that's true but now that I'm older I've been on like we have lived on our own and met other people all of these things I've taken these classes I've researched a lot of Brene Brown in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Brene Brown's the sole reason why I am what, the way I am. But <laughs> but I just know I'm like, I wish, I wonder how much more amazing she would be if she filled her cup up, right? If she gave a little bit of that love to herself, how, how different would her, how life, different be? her life and her mindset and her happiness be, you mm-hmm. know? Totally. But, so many amazing nugs. And and you remind me, we have these expectations in our lives because of what we've been taught to do certain things. And we're taught that this is what the end result is going to be. And so when we don't get that end result, we get upset, we get angry, we, we get scared, fear, we don't want to do it again because we don't want to be hurt again. And I saw how disappointed my mother would get or how upset or how much she would beat herself up Mm -hmm. because she held all these expectations. And then I saw how much I would beat myself up because of all the expectations I held on myself and then all the expectations my mother held on me. And so it's just like, fuck, I can understand why some people just feel so overwhelmed and so drained because they're never making their their family or their parents or their friends happy it's like Mm -hmm. fuck what they think yeah fuck what they think you should be doing or how (laughs) you should be living life because it's not their life it's your life Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and then the original question nick asked was like how do you make how do you get to a place where you can make that decision or like you can feel you actually feel that way i think when you have a knowledge and you understand why then it's a little bit easier to actively start making the decision. And I think that's what it is. It may not yeah. feel right, right away. It may not be exactly. easy. It may not feel like it fits in your, it may feel a little like, Ugh, but you actively make the decision. Like, this is not how I want to live. This is how I'm going to start living. And it's a little it's bit easier. It's almost like you start to pinpoint when you're doing it and realizing what those situations or who those people are, or how it is that you live your life, you start to realize that you have the choice to change it at that very moment. Do I perceive? Do I continue to make myself unhappy? Like, for instance, I have a plant that's downstairs in my backyard that (laughs) had been falling down. And every time I go down the stairs, I kind of like I'll go halfway down the stairs and I'll peek my head over and I'll see it (laughs) tilting and I'm like, shit, I got to go fix it. And it's been like this for a few months now. And one day I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired of feeling this anxiety Mm -hmm. every time I walk down the stairs about this plant. Ashley, just go fix it. Stop. (laughs) and like your anxiety is gonna go away about that one issue a friend of mine just told me he was like your environment matters so much to you and it shows your scale of anxiety and if you don't have a clean house 
your anxiety goes up. And when you have a clean house, your anxiety is low. You're able to focus more on things that you need to do. And I'm like, shit, you're right. I hate cleaning. So I need to hire someone to clean my house. (laughs) Yes. Yes, girl. So it's just like, I'm not ashamed of it. I know I'm a fucking messy person because that's just who I am. And when you're you're able, (laughs) right. When you're able to (laughs) accept that because growing up and a few years ago, I was able not to accept that I was messy. I was ashamed of it. And I was like, why am I so ashamed of being messy? Because my mom used to used to shame me for it. And so I feel like everyone's shaming me. But you know what? I have a messy house. Like, I don't care. This is who I am. This is how I live. But I know that if it's clean, it'll make me feel better. And I'll get to perform the best of me. So you know what? I think I'm just going to realize that I I cannot handle this. So I'm going to have to put it in someone else's hands (laughs) to take care of it for me. And I if and I'm going to have to figure out what I need to do to make sure I have that that source of income to take care of having a house cleaner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I know that that is my self-care. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally. That is mm-hmm. what my self-care looks like is making sure that I have the, the money to have a house cleaner because that's my luxury. That's my self-care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I'm like trickling down to so many things, but just realizing that self-care comes in so many different forms. Oh, Absolutely. 100%. And there is no wrong or right way of self-care. Yeah. yeah. it's. <laughs> we have an episode that's going to be coming out next week for self-care. We had a self-care coach on the podcast. And yeah. it, it is so much more mm-hmm. than just a bubble bath, a bubble bath, a face mm-hmm. mask. It's it's anything. It could be reading. It could, it could be going be, for a walk. It could be, be go- reading a book. It could to- be writing in your journal. It could, it could be, be doing hiring someone could- to take something off your plate. Yeah. We hired someone to do the edits, to do these edits for us because it's just like it wasn't our Sunday evening. Like we'd put it off and our Sunday evenings would be we would be angry at each other. <laughs> yeah, it was no longer enjoyable anymore right. because these certain tasks were coming in. Being able to know that is also freeing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so freeing in the mind because we don't realize how much stress and so how how much we beat ourselves up in our heads. Yep. 100%. 100%. I think awareness of your of your patterns and of your surroundings of what what affects you is the first step. So, you know, I'm a messy person naturally, but I know I function at my best. My vibrations are at their highest when I'm in a cleaner space. I feel like I relate to that a lot. Like I think I'm natural or I'm messy at default, but I really need a clean space to to function. Not be riddled with anxiety. To not be riddled with anxiety. <laughs> and I think Nicole, we've lived together for a while. Nicole can my my barometer. her barometer is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Like she can function can... in a little bit more mess than myself. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I always, like, I wake up, the first thing I do when I wake up is I fucking clean the house. I clean the house, <laughs> I clean my workspace, and that way I can do my stuff. So your mind is clear, and yeah. you don't have this thing weighing on you. I can be a perfectionist and not 
it can be beautiful and it can hurt me at the same time. And I've learned that. And you have to learn when to let certain things go and when it doesn't matter anymore. And it only mattered because you wanted a certain thing out of it. It's like, drop it, let it go. So being a perfectionist, being a procrastinator. (laughs) Yeah. And being disorganized, learning how you work. And being okay with who you are, like not shaming that you are this person, Mm -hmm. just learning how to function with it and what you need to do to be able to get through things. Like I have a therapist. Do I see her all the time? No, but I see her when I need to. I have my business manager who I feel like is my therapist, but (laughs) I've spent so much time with them that I'm like, Ashley, stop being lazy and just remember what they've taught you and really practice it. And when another life challenging situation happens, then you use your lifeline. That's when you go to your therapist. But as of right now, like you're good. Use your your support system that you have around you. I have all these things that in my life for a reason. And to people, it may look weird. Like I have a personal trainer, but I love working out every day because I know what it does for me in my mind. Yeah, I need to have that structure and I need to have all these certain things because I'm a creative person. My mind's all over the place that if I don't have these certain structures in my life, then I don't feel like I can be who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your self-love and this sort of new mindset that you've created for yourself has Im- impacted your designs? Mm, yes and no. Yes and no. I'm constantly practicing it in designing because I took a break from designing and now coming back to it recently this year, I, I'm creating a clothing line with a company called Sansi. And this is my my comeback from, you know, giving myself a year and a half to stop designing, to just let my mind be free of things and explore other adventures. And so with doing that, coming back to designing, I felt myself going back into those old thinking habits. Interesting. Of Mm -hmm. like, what are people going to think when this comes out? Is this good enough? And so it was a way, it was a way of me trying to, to, to use what I've learned and, and, and put it into this, into this world of designing. Like, should, should I not care what people think anymore but I'm a designer and I'm creating clothing for people. So how how do I do that? Yeah. How do I still have my vision that I want to create, but still keep my customer in mind? And then I had to think to myself, Ashley, people love you for who you are. And people are going to buy your designs because of who you are and how you carry yourself and and how you wear these things. And if you like these things, people are going to like these things. You don't know why. And we don't need to make up a reason why. Let's just go what feels right. And designing just reminded me how much 
dopamine my mind gets when I start designing and how happy and inspiring like I inspire myself I'm so inspired by the thoughts that I have that yes. I, it goes from one thing to another and that is my drug like I yeah, love yeah. that but it's so hard to find it sometimes if you're <laughs> not in the right space you 100%. know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. I don't know you you have your purpose And then you have your train that helps you fulfill your purpose. And I feel like I I love talking with people and I love creating change and talking, honestly, like talking a little bit about like dark things and how we've maneuvered around them and gotten to like a better place. That at its core is like, I love that. I love inspirational shit like that. But personally, the train for it right now, it's this podcast really, but also like what gives me hypey, like what you were just talking about is like making films, making videos, things of that nature. And it's really something that you said that was really interesting. Your train, if you will. I feel like there's a better way to say this, but I'm going to call it a train. No, no, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Your train also in the past, there was a little trauma associated with it, the weight of judgment, all of this stuff. And so I could imagine going back to it. It felt it sounds like it was a little triggering, but you were able to use the work that you had done, like the coping skills and like the all of the knowledge that you now have, the self-worth, the self-love that you now all have. This work that you did was funny. able to support you and you're able to kind of navigate building a new relationship with your relationship train. with designing. Yeah. A new a better yeah. relationship, stronger relationship. Uh, yeah, definitely and trusting myself that yeah. my ideas are good enough because Designing this collection, I didn't know what I was going to do and how I was going to try to come back from a pandemic. I was like, how, how do artists create? What are they inspired by? We're all inspired by life experiences. And yeah, how, how not coincidence or how do you say it, serendipitous or whatever. Mm-hmm, like we're all mm-hmm. going through this pandemic. Oh, I'm so inspired by this pandemic. No. What I'm inspired by is what this pandemic did to me and how it just made me realize that I am this houseplant. And if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to survive. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that if I'm dying right now, I could still come back. I could still come back and be this beautiful houseplant as long as I promise myself I can continue to take care of myself like there's gonna be some hard times like you're gonna lose some leaves on the way I don't know what that is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but to me I feel like you know that's some some bumps in the road as long as you continue to take care of yourself and give you the nurture and what you need for your body your mind and your soul then you're going to blossom into this beautiful house flat. And who cares if we're inside this house? We still have to take care of ourselves. The pandemic just made me realize, actually, you've been living in this house for three years. And just because we're going through a pandemic does not change anything. You really got to focus on making your mind healthy now more than anything. And everyone around you is now is now having is now understanding what you've been going through, working from home, being an influencer. We all work from home. Yeah, it might look glamorous that we get to travel and do all these things, but now we're home. Now we're home. We've been saying we want to be home, and um, now we can't really go anywhere. Our businesses have all been kind of postponed. How do we make money out of working from home? Like, I don't know, just... Not being able to think about clothing allowed my mind to free up and think about 
how else can I make other people happy? How, how was I going to make people happy during a pandemic? And that was using my resources in my studio. And I was like, shit, I have fabric. I could be help. I could be sewing masks right now and helping people donate masks. And that's exactly what we started doing. And it made money for my business to not be drowning in, in this economy that we were going through at this time. Literally before the pandemic happened, I my manager looked at me and was like, Ashley, you need to get a part-time job. I was like, what? Yeah. What does a part-time job look like for me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, do I start picking up more side gigs? Should I start designing for drag queens? Because that's, one, I live in Hillcrest, yeah. which is the community, like yeah, the LGBT yeah. community. I love it. All my friends are drag queens. Mm -hmm. Do I start creating for them? But then I was like, wait, the pandemic's affecting them too. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to be able to perform. So they're out of work. And so it just really made me feel like I had to pivot in my life and not be ashamed of it and not harm myself in that thinking. Like, it's oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay to change. Yeah, yeah. 100%. The pandemic did that for a lot of people. It, I mean, it was every single person. Yeah. It was every single one. No of us. one, obviously, no one liked the pandemic. No one wished for it. But I do feel as though a lot of good change and a lot of good reflection, internal reflection, happened mm -hmm. with a lot of individuals, and it just it just gave everyone time to look inward and sit with themselves a little bit more mm -hmm. intensely and mm -hmm. things happen when when people do that and it sometimes it can be a really good thing and so you know let's tr if we're trying to find the silver lining within a, a global pandemic that can be one of them for sure mm -hmm. and even this podcast was born during yeah, the pandemic yeah. and mm -hmm. it cuz it gave we had a little extra time to actually sit down and get our get our ducks get our, in a row and yeah. like do it and really like think about it but yeah. yeah and then I had these two little ones during the can you see them yeah oh my God. the little chickadee the little little puppeties oh my gosh yeah I was just cool checking plan. on them to make sure that they're okay yeah <laughs> and um Troy's this is like right across the parking lot so they're right over there hey Troy oh my god right? so funny waving oh my god <laughs> You can probably um, see him sure in his window. Okay. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I'm I'm calling out the I sorry, I like go and grab my dogs all the time in the backyard and sometimes I'll see him in, in the his window. gardening <laughs> gear. Yeah. No, he'll be out gardening. Oh, in his and gardening it's so gear. Cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so cute. With his, I see him once in a while. With his hats on, his his iconic hats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wow. As we sort of start to like wind, wind down, down on the hour on the on things here is there anything else on the topic of self-love that we want to make sure that we bring up or sort of leave a leave on on the note leave a note on that it's all about loving yourself and if it doesn't feel good don't do it yeah mm -hmm. I know that our mind is one place and our heart is one place and our emotions get caught in between and I think it's okay to sit in your emotions and not feel the need to have to always involve someone else. I guess because I say that for me, I'm a cancer. <laughs> I'm sensitive. I wear my emotions on my sleeves. Yep. And I tend like if something happens to me, I tend to want to call somebody or talk to somebody about it or share it. 
and I and and I've been trying this new thing, <laughs> this new thing where I just just let myself either sleep on it mm. or not feel the need to talk about it right then and there. Just you know, let my mind process and not react on emotion. There you go. That's what I was trying yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Not react on emotion because we live in such. I don't know how to say this, but I'm just gonna say it because it's coming from the, my heart. We live in such a triggered world. Everyone's triggered by so many things. And it's just, we as individuals need to realize why these things trigger us. And we need to like work on it on our own because we can't do anything to control anyone and how they trigger us. It's just things that are happening to us that we need to handle it because no one's in charge of our emotions. The only person who's in charge of our emotions is ourselves and how other people make us feel. We have control over that. So I think that's one of the things that I really want to leave with your viewers is that you have control over your emotions. And sometimes we just need to figure out what works best with us, how to figure out our emotions and not constantly feel like we need to express it through social media or mm-hmm. or to someone because I think we have to think about it in our head. And when I think about it, it makes me think that I just want attention or I just want someone's feedback to tell me that I was in the right or I was yeah. in the wrong when yeah. just sit with it. You want to think about it, but don't consume your mind over it because either you can do something at that moment or you don't have to do anything. I think it's just learning a different way of how to process and what we do with our emotions. Yeah, I was listening. I think it was Brene Brown. Yeah, I was listening. I was <laughs> listening to her audiobook. And she was talking a lot about like oversharing. There is such a thing as oversharing. And I think I do that a lot. And I think that a lot of people online can sometimes do that. There's a difference between being vulnerable by choice with thought with feeling all of this stuff. And just like you said, I want validation. I want all of these things. So being mindful Giving your time, giving yourself time and space to think about, okay, why do I feel this way? Why am I upset about this thing that just happened? Who do I want to talk to about it? Do is this something that I talk to my therapist alone about? Is this something that I want to talk to my sister and my sister alone about? Is this something that I want to talk to like yeah. the you know? world about? <laughs> yeah, just right there, what you said is like, who do I want to talk about? I think that's what I'm trying to say is, who do I want to talk to this about? Because who am I really going to listen? Like I have my friends and I have my family and I have now realized that their advice isn't always good advice and it's not good or it's not, it's not good for me. Maybe, maybe Mm, it's good for them. Maybe it's good for someone else. Let me not shame that, but Mm -hmm. it's not good for me. And Sometimes I just have to ask myself, do I just want to hear myself out loud? Do I just want to get some type of praise? Just exactly what you're saying. And it's just stop oversharing and just think. It's okay to just sit in it. Mm-hmm. But don't kill mm-hmm. yourself with sitting in it. Like yeah, if you yeah, need yeah. to speak about it, then speak about it. Obviously, there's something weighing on you. Like don't let that shit weigh on you. Get it off your chest if you need to. But what, yeah. 
just like what we're trying to say is like sometimes if we overshare too much it's like we have to question ourselves what's the reason of wanting to share yeah yeah because also you don't want to you want to trust yourself it's very important what you just said life's a balance if you feel like you need to talk to someone in a moment like you know everything is situational and you need to learn what's good for you in the moment but it's also I think sometimes with oversharing it's like it's a trust a self-trust issue oh I need somebody's validation oh I don't did I handle this okay like yep you sit with it process it and tell yourself because I'm sure I'm sure you know (laughs) deep down inside yep exactly good nugget to end on yeah yeah yeah, good little good thought (laughs) and so with that I would love to just Go right into the peachy clean segment. Have you had have you had a chance to think about something you want to come clean about? I'm trying to make it good enough because I could say so many things that I really don't care. (laughs) But I'm like, what's what's a good one that the viewers would like? I mean, there could be some X rated things, but I'm trying to think of one that maybe nobody knows. Oh, that would be fantastic. But every I I, like I said, I talk too much sometimes, (laughs) and I just. I just say every oh no but I will talk about this one okay I'm excited so I got rub burn on my knees <laughs> from having a sexual experience <laughs> with somebody mm-hmm. recently and I decided to wear shorts a couple of days after it <laughs> and somebody came up to me and said what's wrong with your knees and the person who I had the sexual experience with was right next to me mm. and just started laughing oh, that's and like nice. made it so awkward <laughs> and I just said I fell yeah I fell and scraped my knees that's right <laughs> and it just was so awkward but it was so funny at the same time because yeah, um, never again on carpet. <laughs> never again on carpet. You live and you learn. You know what? You, know. you live and you learn. I didn't realize that I was going to get fucking rubber on carpet. <laughs> well, so, you know, you have- you're doing something wrong if you don't get rug burn and you're on carpet, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I feel like I succeeded your guys' come clean. Yeah, absolutely you did. Said anything to anybody about that because I was like, nobody needs to care about my sexual experience we care I mean there's a few of them that I don't talk about but my my sexual experiences are, are pretty funny <laughs> um I know that this conversation is gonna drag longer but I just want to say one thing do it something to self-love mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. ever since I've lost weight and gone through this whole journey of self-love self-acceptance blah 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 there was one thing that I needed to achieve and that was being comfortable in my in the most vulnerable place Mm, and that's mm -hmm. being naked and Mm -hmm. being having sex with somebody. And so I made it a mission to get on tender and to hook up with men who I was attracted to because I never felt attracted Ah. in my past weight before. So now being in this so-called new body and this new life, this new view, I wanted to have sexual experiences with men that I was attracted to and that I would feel se- like I would feel sexy. And yeah. um, sometimes I would put myself in these situations where I did no longer was attracted to this person. I thought they were ugly um, because of their personality. Mm-hmm. And I would have to get out of the situation. Like, how, how do you get out of a situation of like, this person thinks you're coming over to hook up, but you no longer want to hook up with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you get out of that? So I learned all these things or like, this is another come clean. I farted in a guy's face while he was eating my ass. And I had to be okay with that. <laughs> I had to be okay with it. 
and I had to, I be, had okay. to be okay with I it. I love like, that. I, I couldn't be ashamed of it because if I was ashamed of it, then I would look really insecure. But shit, like, you gotta own shit it. happened. Body functions happen, y'all. Yeah, you're in a real uncomfortable vulnerable situation really good and (laughs) you know it just naturally happens I am 1000% sure that you are not alone in that situation (laughs) I'm sure you are not I don't think so I just think I'm alone saying it but I know I'm not alone no I'm not alone I'm trying to think of like I 100% have farted during sense uh, during sex but I don't think that was the position I'm trying to remember (laughs) but I'm here with you in the like during intercourse situation (laughs) yeah I've also thrown up not like physically thrown up but I've gagged in my mouth because I was so nervous like I'm having sex with the person and I want to throw up and I'm like I'm not sick I didn't eat something it's just like I had the nerves, the emotions, and it's happened to me a couple of times. And this was the first time that I was having sex while it was happening. The first time it ever happened, I was kissing somebody and I wanted a gag in their mouth. And I don't. I don't know why I do this. That's like, like, no, no, that is like such a that's that. a thing that happened. There was a time that I was like, I, we weren't even having sex or anything. We were just like, well, we were just honestly just cuddling. <laughs> I think we had like kissed a little bit, and he kept getting up to go throw up in the bathroom because he was so anxious. <laughs> but so yeah. it totally happens. <laughs> um, my situation was, I don't, I just. I'm going to tell you. I don't know if I'm going to air it, but <laughs> but because I'm choosing to share this with you. Thank you. I was giving a blowjob and I literally vomited in my mouth <laughs> while the penis was in my mouth. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think you noticed. Okay. I don't think you yeah, noticed. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Either that oh, or you were just like. Mm. I mean, sex, sex in general is just, you know, it's a, it's, it's a topic that. A lot of people don't feel comfortable about talking about it. And so if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, how the fuck are you going to have sex with somebody? So it's like, I literally had to like, I'm so glad I have all these experiences and I don't hold these experiences back on me. I will say throwing up while having sex with a guy was last week. And I was so nervous this week that he didn't want to text me back because I threw, I almost threw up on him. <laughs> and then he texted me me back earlier this week. And he was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I definitely want to hang out with you. I just had X, Y, and Z going on. And I was like, I get it. It's cool. Ashley, this is why you need to shut the fuck up and stop thinking crazy because it wasn't about you throwing up. He just has a life, okay? Yeah. So, like, yeah. These are the thing. These are the conversations that I have to have with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I went through that experience to know that if you don't want to fuck with me just because I almost threw up, something's wrong with you. Right. It's not me. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like th- things happen. We're dealing. Like, we're we're dealing human with beings. the human body. We're d- and okay. like we're in a vulnerable situation. We've got lots. We've like, got lots of things going on. Lots of things are being stimulated. Lots of emotions. You like know? things can happen. Yeah. And Physically, we're being jostled around. If we're like, gonna have someone who's gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have someone who's gonna judge us for things that we can't necessarily control. control then, bye, the bitch. Fuck out of here. We don't. Out of here. We don't have time for that. Get out of my sacred that. space. If yeah. You get would. out of my sacred space. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, now you're all peachy clean. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Thank you. Woo. I. 
feels so good. (laughs) Amazing. But yeah, thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to chat with us this evening. It was such a lovely chat. You have such an amazing story. And we really only began to scratch the surface with all the things that you've done and been through. And so we definitely encourage all of our listeners to go check out Love You, which is Ashley's YouTube uh, series. Specifically, I mean, I really, the episode where you talk about the interview of the host or whoever, I don't even know his name. Tim Gunn. Yeah, that episode was very eye-opening and just like, just very profound in the way that, you know, the media the wor- and people like, it's that like work the in worst, that world. That horrible world of fashion just comes alive in and real, honestly, true, just in true life. Like, the, not celebrity, but I, I guess maybe celebrity. Just that world is unbelievable in more ways than one. And so definitely urge the listeners to go check it out and connect with Ashley. Yeah, Do you want to ro- roll through where people can find you, connect with you, and follow along your journey? Yes. You guys can find me anywhere as Ashley Nell Tipton on Instagram, on YouTube, Twitter, OnlyFans coming soon, June 1st. All content is, what is it? All ages content. It's not going to be like sexual or anything. It's just where I want people to be able to enjoy my world without having the negative comments or opinions Mm. like this is my world come and join me and i'm gonna share everything fuck all these other sites come and join me here where you can really be personal with me and i'm really investing my time on this so yeah that that's pretty much it i'm everywhere but only fans will be where you'll get to exclusively have me June 1st. Awesome. That's amazing. Get on it. All right, Peaches, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And an extra big thank you to Ashley for coming on, sharing her journey, talking with us about self-love. What an amazing conversation. Definitely go and check out her show, Love Me, on YouTube and give her some love. And while you're at it, give us some love. You can follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk underscore Peaches. We're on TikTok with the same username. You can subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And give us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps boost our podcast, get us out there, and it helps us grow. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week, your day, and come back next Monday for a new episode. Bye, Bye, Peaches. Peaches. Yay. I love it.